Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome to another new episode of the Save Room Podcast with me, Jason O'Donnell. And this is the 16th episode where I finally got fucking guests after recording from my home for so long. Now, I hope everybody out there is keeping well, you're keeping safe, that you're looking after both your physical and your mental health. Both are crucial, especially today in the shitstorm that is COVID-19. I know I said I wouldn't say that anymore, but there you go. Now, before we start this episode, I just want to say a very big thank you to Joey Mulcahy here in the back. The most lovable motherfucker I've ever met. Joey, thank you so much. Now, in the room with me today, we have got Harold's, a.k.a. TML and Goblin, and Garrod Philpot, a.k.a. Shark Dude. Now, I had um, Garrod in with me the last time we were talking about his album, Bad Life Choices. And now we're here to talk about his new song, Misanthropy, and we're here to talk about Harold's work as well in the process. So, boys, how you doing? I'm all good, man. How are you? Just chilling out, as, yeah, as I do, you know. Same shit, different day. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. That's what we're all doing. Like, And we're just getting back into the flow of things now after, what, three months? I'd say even more than that. Oh, it, f- it felt been... like six months to a year. Yeah, yeah it was definitely. Yeah. yeah, but, but like, like we were we were in lockdown since Christmas. Since the Christmas, so yeah, it was like, six months. Yeah, roughly. six months. Yeah, definitely six months. We only started coming out everything around the end of April, beginning mm. of yeah. May. So yeah, I felt like a ghost town throughout the entire <sighs> really did. time. Really did. Yeah, nightmare. But anyway. It's just when you see everything gradually kind of opening up, and you're just like, oh, okay, mm. I gotta wait longer now. Yeah. So you're just you're uh, kind of in you're kind of in that contemplation period. Like, should I keep coming into town, or just should I wait until everything mm-hmm. just kind of opens? I know. Up? It's yeah. hard should to I, should I hermit in the house and just kind of? Yeah, it's hard know. to come into town when there's not an open. Yeah, you know? and especially yeah. when there's no one else around. Like, there's only yeah. so many times you can get like tea or coffee. And yeah, and so many times you can walk around the same street, not yeah. seeing anybody, not talking. to Especially anybody. when no one's around, you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. Yeah, you, know? you just want to go home. I think it's just that thing as well. Like, we just don't want to be stuck in the house anymore, so we have we have to move around. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, have to find some means to be We're able to social function. animals. But humans are so, so, uh, social animals. You know that's that's the thing about us. We have to get. Yeah, there out was and, a guy that said you know. that one. He was like, "Look, look, that the hu- that humanity is basically like we're all just social creatures, and the mm-hmm. untold damage caused to mental health is something else." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, yeah, like, yeah. I think for him to say that and like be someone to defend us in that regard is just like, yeah, we fucking needed that. Like, yeah, and I think it's exactly. I think it's a more prominent thing now for people to start talking up about mental health more, especially with people that have lost their lives over this whole pandemic thing. It's just like, fucking hell. Oh, I think we all knew yeah. at the start it was going to be a shitstorm. Yeah, now yeah. I'll, admit, no. I'll admit I was one of those people that thought that, okay, COVID's not that bad. Then I mm. got a dose of it and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I was very wrong. And I just like, yeah. okay. It does affect a lot of certain people a lot more than others, you know. It's a very yeah, mixed because bag. It, and a lot of just kind of, it yeah. kind of depends on how you're built as well. Yeah, in, exactly. In yeah. my own kind of mm. mind. You know, you, you, you could be a certain way, you get the very, very light dose and you'll be fine, but then you could, you know, have one certain issue with yourself that could potentially make it completely mm-hmm. deadly. Yeah, you know? and the fact that I was asthmatic just didn't help. Yeah, I was I'd f- say so. fucked for those two mm-hmm. weeks. Jesus. Yeah. Because I was there, like, I think it was the, the third day into the first week, I was upstairs in my room, but the door locked, because I, I just told people, like, Look, don't bother coming into this room. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I rang my mother and I was like, ma'am, she's like, what's wrong with you? And I goes, okay, do you know the way I'm not religious, right? She's like, yeah, can you do me a favor? Just call me a priest. Why? I need someone to read me my last rites. I'm going to die. Shut up, you fucking agent. She hung up the fucking phone. I was like, nice out of you, ma'am. Anyway, there's teammate. I'm bringing it up, Joe. Leave it outside the door. <laughs> York, <laughs> nice one. Nice. But like, look, I managed to get through like I'm fine now. Mm-hmm. So that's good to hear. Yeah, and I'm only great. waiting for next month to get vaccinated. Because it was meant to be what the thirty to forties. They said it was this week, but yeah. there was a very bis- a very little kind of um, misleading notion there because it's actually forty to sixty nine. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, misinformation at on mm. all grounds. Like, so I was yeah. like, okay, looks like I'm waiting till July, but I don't care. Like, as long as I get it, I don't give a shit. Mm. But anyway. We've got all that out of the way, so it's actually good to have you back in the room, boys. It feels oh, thanks great, so much. Man. Yeah, thanks for having us. So. We got I got to hear your song for the first time going back a couple of weeks ago, uh, Misanthropy. Thank you. Such a fucking good song. Thank you very much. Uh, it's it's something. It's a song that honestly, once I started making it, I felt like I when I put like one and two together, I was like, wow, this is sounding pretty cool. So I just wanted to add like weird sounds. I love weird sounds. I don't know what it is like. Like if I if I hear like something fall or some, I, I can't explain it. But if I hear a certain sound, my brain is like, oh wow, that that's interesting or. I can't really explain it, you know. I started doing something like that recently as well. I started recording random things Mm, that I hear. But it all adds up, like, you know. Like, you don't even need, like, real instruments anymore. That's that's the weirdest thing, you know. You can literally, like, let's say record something and pitch it down or pitch it up or something. whatever, transpose it. Like, I heard the, do you know, what song was it? Uh, Is it Billie Eilish's song? Is it Bad Guy, that one? Mm. I heard the hi-hats in that aren't actual hi-hats. They're the sound of, you know, when you're crossing the road, you know that, 
ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Uh, that's actually from, I think it's the one in Australia or something. I heard that somewhere now. I could hmm. be wrong, but like it just, it's an example, you know. Yeah, like um, you can do you can do anything with any kind of noise anyway because it adds like a nice little ambience as well and you have that kind of industrial oh, kind of feel to it as well. Yeah, mm. well, I just so, love that yeah. hard hitting fucking eight oh eight and kicks. I wanted to make it just as punchy as yeah. I could, you know, and it's, just weird melodies and I don't know, cre- creepy shit. I'm all for horror, like, and I'll always you know love it. So that's one thing I love to Woo. portray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, like, you know? we're all kind of into horror in our own, in our own way, but yeah, like, we've definitely. always tro- we've always wanted to try and find a way to incorporate that into something that we really love doing. Oh, yeah. So with you and your music, and you're just adding that you're adding the horror elements to the trap, and it's just yeah. like this is fucking awesome. Now I'm not a big lover of trap, that's but fair. I will okay. I'll just I will support my friends where need to be. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank so you. it's just it's just better to do that. And when I heard misanthropy, I was just like, this is fucking awesome. I, I've l- always have ideas for something, whether it be weird, lo-fi, ambient, whatever. I always have ideas for something. Yeah. Do you know, like I'll watch a horror movie or something and there might be a sound in it. And I'm like, yeah, that, that just inspired something. Do you know, I, I can't explain it. My brain just kind of, I'll go on autopilot for a while. And then when mm. something comes up, my brain is like, whoa, you know. And yeah. Sure, um, be like that. You know. If you know the band Fear Factory, they were very, very influenced by sci-fi movies. Mm. Huh. Like the two sci-fi, the two big ones for them were Terminator and Alien. Nice, and very Alien yeah, nice. is like top of the range when it comes to sci-fi horror. Mm. I was like, I yeah, love both absolutely. of those movies, man. Yeah, Terminator was always the big one for God, me. Anyway, God, anyway, God, anyway God. Any, <laughs> anyone who grew up in the eighties or nineties, Terminator was the one for them. Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street and the first Terminator came out the same year, nineteen eighty-four. Like, like, yeah, like that if. If I could go back in time, that'd be one year I'd love to just visit, just to just to be there in be able to go to the cinema, the cinema yeah, and see the Terminator the, or the real Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, like holy yeah. fuck! Like the first Nightmare on Elm Street still gives me goosebumps to this day. I'll watch it and I'm just like, oh, like half of me is super excited and half of me is scared, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what it is. It just brings me in. Do you know, I, I don't know what you, yeah. it is. Just the soundtrack and just everything about it. I, I don't know. I've watched. I've been watching it since I was a child. So I've just been obsessed with it ever since. Now I have like two Freddy tattoos, soon to be more at some point, hopefully. Yeah. Mm. You know, so that's the, that's the job. That's the job. Oh yeah, yeah. I I was actually I wanted to do this thing so bad. I just wanted to go through like all fucking horror movies, mm. and I wanted to find like a lot of like low budget independent ones as well, because like there's no shortage of them, especially on that horror channel, oh, which yeah. is CBS Horror. Like they always show like independent horror movies mm-hmm. made by like big directors. Actually, the guy there was one called I think it's called When Evil Cause or something. Johannes Roberts is the guy that directed right. it. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. He made that movie and now he's fu- he fucked off. He got a big contract with Sony and Constantine Films. He's making the new Resident Evil movie. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, this is, it's a reboot, is it? Yeah, but they needed to reboot the movie because every single fucking movie that was made by Paul Wes Anderson just went to shit. Yeah, the first one was okay. I enjoyed the first uh, yeah, one. That's, all kind right, of a, like, that's kind of a guilty pleasure Yeah, for yeah, myself. Same. Like, it looks really is... bad now if you watch it. Like, the CGI is horrendous. Like, oh, it looks man. so bad. <laughs> but but for the time being, like, it wasn't that bad, you know? I actually did enjoy it. It was one of the few films I watched a lot as a kid. Yeah. Surprisingly. Even though I've never played Resident Evil before that, like, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, isn't there a Slipknot song in one of the Resident Evil Movies, it's my plague, my plague. Yeah, yeah they, that's a class. Okay, yeah. That was basically just done to promote the album, anyway. Iowa, and then like mm. they just used that, and I was like, "That's actually how I found Slipknot. That's really? actually how I got Unreal. into them." Was that movie? That so, album was one of the fucking best albums I've ever heard. And honestly, oh, every, man. every like, time it, I, it ho, it still holds up today. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Every time I listen to it, I can just the, the aggression of Corey's voice and just just everything in the album itself. Mm. Just it's just utter just. It's, it's just insane it's intense <laughs> yeah. it's aggressive it's everything yeah you know? there's a story going back to their first album oh. and what's it the producer at the time Ross Robinson like yes. this guy is known as the godfather of new metal mm. like, didn't he break it, his back during the Iowa fucking uh, Iowa album I think he did who? Ross Robinson he was in a wheelchair for a little while and apparently like he would scream in pain when mm. whenever um, the band well he'd get really bad back pain yeah and like say Corey being there and apparently at one point he threw a flower pot at that's Corey that's the one yeah there you go <laughs> and it was that first record it was like Corey I need a scream at you so he just threw a flower pot clean at him and like the screen came out perfect <laughs> nice what they're a, what a chance is like yeah mm. they're all in a lot of pain or just a bad bad way at that point but it was yeah they like they done if they weren't mm. doing it to each other they were doing it to themselves like oh. Yes, you can hear it in the song Iowa, like oh, fifteen yeah. minutes long. Oh God, like Jesus. Christ. Yeah, like what, like Corey Taylor just in the fucking recording booth. Yeah, like there's actually a question and there's like a questionnaire thing that he holds at his like solo acoustic gigs, and he was talking about oh, yes. that particular moment. Yeah, 
And he was said, it was like, what happened? He, I think he was after taking a load of fucking drugs or something. Like, I don't know. But No, I think they were all on drugs at that point. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah but I like. I think, yeah. Yeah, every single one of them were on drugs for Iowa, but it turned out to be one of their best fucking records. But oh, hey. Corey said he was in yeah. the recording booth and he was just sitting there, like, laughing and getting sick and cutting himself up oh, and just, yeah. like, shitting in the booth. And it was like. And it turned out to be very horrific and very fucking scary as a song. So, Clown. Of all people, oh, just yes. goes, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? He was like, <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> so Corey looks at him and goes, you shit in your hand and flick it at your fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Ew. Mm. Yeah, like, they're fucking nuts, man. Mm. But when you look at them now, it's like, they seem kind of metal. It's a whole new meaning to man. <laughs> anyway, TML here. Yes. You're yes, another yes, one sorry. making fucking moves in the music world. Thank you. And thank under you. the name Goblin, I heard Zodiac. And Zodiac is one of my favorite movies. David yeah, Finch is my favorite director. because like really when I. Good. When I heard that segment at the start, I was just like, oh my God, he oh, fucking yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. an amazing movie. Yeah, no, it's it. a really good beat as well, to be honest. Like, I really, really wanted to work on it as soon as he showed it to me. Mm. I don't know, like, uh, I, I have a mad thing for, like, really fast kind of beats and something mm. that's really punchy and bouncy mm. at the same time. And when I heard that, I was like, I, like I gotta, I gotta drop well. some lyrics to the shit. Like, I really gotta <laughs> do it. Like, And the reception from it was, like, probably the, the best reception I got from a song ever. Mm. Because the amount of comments and people saying like that Latvian part is brilliant. Like you should do more Latvian lyrics. Like you should keep going with that way. It sounds really fucking cool. So I don't know. It it made me really happy to know that something I tried out worked in my favor. You know, really was yeah, really because happy with it. It's good though because like when you have someone like telling you like to try Latvian more often, it just it or any kind of foreign language really just makes people like not feel ashamed of their culture, and that's really good yeah. to see in the music world as well. So like, and you did pull it off really well. And that song, like, I just like, I just played it like back and back and forth and back and forth. I was like, he did a fantastic fucking job. Oh man, when I heard when I heard it, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like, like I made the beat and I really liked the beat, but Christ, when Harold's dropped on it, like I just, especially when the laughing part hit him. I was blown off my chair. I was like, Jesus like a daddy Christ. Seat, slip, seven miles there, yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Seriously. I, I just, and every time I meet up with him, I'm like, man, you need to do more Latvian parts. Yeah. It's so fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Actually, speaking of Latvian lyrics, I have another song that's going to come out sometime. I'm not sure when, but uh, I was. Uh, it's also featuring someone. Mm. Um, I'm not going to tell just yet because it's not ready yet, but uh, mm. yeah, I'm doing a collab with someone and that song should be coming out sometime soon, I hope. Anyways, I'm, once I know what the story is with it, that person is also mixing and mastering that song for me. Mm. So it's once that is kind of ready to go, I'll be posting about it and stuff. Mm. So I'm really excited for people to hear that because mm. I... That's one song I went absolutely insane on. Mm. Like, uh, Eve Gerald was there. Oh, I was he there. He heard it and all. Oh, like, I, and at one point, he was shouting so loud, I literally had to, like, like block my ears. I was like, this is really good, but holy fuck, my ears yeah. were You know, it was fantastic. Like, oh. I mean it in all the oh, no, best yeah, way possible. Yeah, yeah. No, Seriously. Of course, of course. And, like, I've listened to it. Not not the final, like, edits or, or anything, but I've heard Harold's part, and it's it's fucking brilliant, honestly. Yeah, and it's, it's also from my own beat rather than someone else's, so that's, you know, double kind of thing right there, you know. He's progressing in every song. I swear to God, every time I hear more rap tunes from Harold's, I, I, I just hear the progression. For, for, what was the first one you did? 21st Mistake? Yeah, that, that was the one I did a long time ago. And mm. surprisingly, was the, one the, I, was the one after that, Burden? Or was that... No, uh, Nature's Candy was after it. Ah, uh, yes. But honestly, even from the first one till now, it's you can you can literally hear yeah. the fucking progression. Yeah, and no, I even hear it myself, especially with the lyrics themselves, the way that I write them and the way that they come out, the way that I rap now is a lot different to compared to the first song that I made. You know, it's mm. a lot more intricate, a lot more... How do I say? Like it, it tries to follow the beat a lot more rather than just trying to rap, kind of trying mm. to come up with lyrics, kind of thing. So I'm actually trying to write words in a way that they suit the beat of and suit the way that the beat is going, whatever rhythm it has. You know, I'm trying to make my rap lyrics and write the beat of it, like the style of it, actually yeah. follow that mm-hmm. certain type of beat. So oh, one, once flow hits, I swear to God, you don't even think about things. No. You just—it's hard to explain. Honestly, someone said it's like a. a awake in dream state or something like that. it's like you're awake Ooh. but it's like you're in a dream it's yeah. very hard to explain but like I'll get it now when, like I'll go to my room and I'll just fuck around with something and I'll hear a melody or I'll hear I don't know a drum loop or something like that mm. or whatever and once I start putting two and two together and start making something I don't even think that I'm making a beat it's just I'm just doing it and I'm like oh this and that and this and that and that snare and th- th- these high yeah. or I can't explain it but once you get down to it that the more the more you don't think about it, I feel like the more it just comes out 
it's hard to explain. I really can't explain these type of feelings. You know, it's all in emotion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, I think the ones that can't be explained are the best anyway. A hundred percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't even speak a word once I'm in flow. I just, it's just full concentration. Yeah. Mm. Utter concentration. It all you do be like that. Oh yeah. It do be. <laughs> big do be. A big do be like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, mate. Oh fuck you, can't. But like, it's just good to fucking have you here anyway because I, oh, I was appreciate great it. Like, here, man. Because it was actually meant to be Aaron and Jar, but. Is that I, postponed to a, another? It's postponed to another day because I want to work around, like for them to be just to be fair to them, like. Of course. Yeah, of course, of course. And Joe, like I need a like music. I need musicians for this one in particular, and I've got War of Attrition now. Well, two of the boys from War of Attrition too. Yeah, I saw the saw the post yeah, as saw. well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, who can I get? And I was like, oh, Harold's in Garrod. But it's great. It's great though because like you know you're starting to get more guests and you, yeah, you know, people lined sure. up. It's great to see it. Honestly, it's great to see you progress in the podcast as well because it, it's a. It's a great thing, honestly. Yeah, from mm. the first. Episode. You're getting a lot more confident with it, all of them as well. The more you keep going, you know, you can tell yeah, it, like, yeah. you know. Like, and I have this problem, especially when I'm talking to people on like voice recordings on Messenger. Yeah. If I try and talk to them, I'll stop and I'll pause for maybe ten seconds because I lose what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it's only when I re- it's it's only when I recollect it then, and it's just like okay, here we go. But like the last episode I done before this one, mm-hmm. um, I was actually able to speak a little bit more because what I needed to say all came out. Yeah, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was that. just like it was the mood I was in at the time, and I think it was what happened. Mm. Maybe two or three days after, two or three days before. Now I won't, I won't actually go into the conversation or the details about it. But like the only thing I will say is, if the person that I was talking to was listening to this, I cannot thank you enough for what you did for me, because what that person did was like they gave something back to me that they never took from me in the first place. Yeah. And that's what it felt like because when I was when I was speaking to him, I was like, okay, I feel very comfortable around you. And like, I have that confidence back now. And I suppose mentally for myself and like and how things have been going for me now for the last three weeks, it's just like fucking hell, I'm in a zone. But I know something's going to come along and sweep me off my feet. But, what, but in saying that, it's just like I'm going to land back on him again anyway. Oh yeah, no. It's, because it's, like it's, it's, even with this lockdown and everything you go through in life, even pre-COVID, it's just like, yeah. You get knocked down, you just get up, dust yourself off and get the fuck back yeah. at it it's, again. It's okay to, like, when you get knocked down, it's okay to kind of, you know, take the time to heal or whatever you need to oh, do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just like, I, I think it's not okay to just stay there and choose to stay there. Stay. Mm. Like, if you get knocked knocked down, someone punches you in the face or something, yeah. are you just going to lie on the ground and just be like, oh, and be like, yeah. you know, mopey? It's okay to, like, you know, be like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, it's you okay to get be upset. Back up eventually. It's okay to yeah. feel down about it. But I, I've been watching, listening to this really amazing podcast um, on Spotify. It's like spirituality and science, and they talk a lot about like health, uh, like self growth and stuff. And say, and the the one thing that I really, really stuck to me was when they said that it's not about getting rid of negativity. It's not about uh, forgetting about it or getting rid of it in your life. Mm-hmm. It's 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 about taking control of the negativity and uh, realizing that the only time you can learn is when you're negative. Because when you're positive, everything's going good. Everything's going well. Nothing to complain yeah. about. But when things are bad, that's when you can choose you can kind of to either take control and or surrender yourself to. So it's basically if you can't control it, if if the situation you're in, you have no control over it. There's nothing you can do. Then surrender. Don't try and fight so hard when you know that this is something that's out of your control. Yeah. Just focus on yourself. What's what can you do in this situation to help yourself? Can you get mm-hmm. yourself out of that situation? Can you mm-hmm. go somewhere else? Can you escape from it? Can you even take a break from it? Whatever, you know? At the end of the day, it's all about you. It's about how you approach these negative mm-hmm. situations and negative thoughts in your head. And you can choose to either take control of them and recognize that there are thoughts and that they're there. Mm-hmm. Or you can sink down deep into them yeah. and make yourself feel worse and feel like the yeah. whole world's out to get you. Like, you know, yeah. you, know you, you cannot control what happens to you, but you have utter, like you've complete control over how you react to things. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's you it, know, yeah. you know, If you have a bad day, it's easy to say, ah, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if you're having a bad day, you can always challenge it and say, well, today wasn't the best day, but you know what? It also wasn't the worst. Yeah, because this it, happened it, or this good know, thing happened. Yeah, but to also me, you know? as well, one thing I, I would really like to point out is that we were not taught a fucking thing about this in school. No, not no. a fucking word of it. No. So, you know what I mean? Like, we're only now starting to It's find our own out job to... to find these things. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, it really is our own job. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no one's going to do those things for us because like when it comes to self-growth, like it's, 
You can listen to as many people as you want. You can listen mm. to podcasts. You can listen to uh, li- uh, what those life coaches, everything mm. else. You can do all those things. But if you don't yeah. take action yourself, That's you're it. never going to get anywhere. Like, like at the end of the day, it's still all down to you. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly. Kind of, it's kind of like about. It's like reading about lifting weights, but until you actually fucking lift them, you're not going to grow. Yeah, you're not going to know what it's you know like. What I mean? You know. You could. Yeah. Like even on the subject of bad days, like mm. like nobody wants to have them. Yeah. No one wants to have yeah, them. No. But you see, the <laughs> thing happen. is. They are very part. They're very important in our development because if yeah. we didn't have them, what the fuck are we going to learn? Yeah. Exactly. If you don't have anything bad happen to you, what are you going to yeah. learn? You can't learn anything. Everything is good. Yeah, you, know? I, you can't grow as a person. I literally seen this thing online today, and it literally just said, "No rain, no flowers." And I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's true." Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because we all like we all want to be happy, and we mm. don't want bad days. But like I just said, there, no rain, no flowers. You know? Yeah. So exactly. You know, if there's no rain, there's no soil. No, yeah. no grass, no flowers, no yeah. nothing, no, no. It's just nothing. Nothing, because yeah, yeah. you can't, you can't grow. You can't anywhere. grow from it, like. No. Yeah, you can't. You know, you gotta have bad days. You gotta have certain things happen to you for able to be able to grow. Because if you're constantly living your life with the expectancy for everything to be good, oh, yeah, you're just gonna, Personal you're gonna, rules. yeah, 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 you're gonna yeah. fail. You're gonna fail miserably. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna just it's, burn yeah, it's yourself it is out. better off to stay neutral. To like once your good days come along, enjoy them while you can. Yeah, oh, yeah. and Embrace it's just like look, yeah. if the bad days come along, it's just like okay. Let's get on this. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, For myself now, especially even recently, because like I could never handle things well. And I was always the, I was like, and like, I'm not, I'm probably not the only one in this, but I could never really handle anything well, whether it was like personal things in my life or it was like uh romantic reject, romantic rejection. If someone didn't like reciprocate the same feelings, yeah. I could not handle that. These days it's just like, okay, just go for it because I have these lines now. Okay, you have the yes line, you have the neutral ground, and you have the no line. So I always keep myself on neutral ground because I'm not expecting any of the two here. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You're, you're more you can, you can yeah. expect yeah. a good or a bad, but you're not uh, you're not going to let it consume you. Whatever happens, you're not going to let it consume you. Do you get yeah. me? Yeah. So. so that's kind of like these days if I was to tell someone how I feel now and they were like, and we were actually able to talk about it properly, we can just have that conversation. And it's just like, oh, okay, this actually turned out a lot better than I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like, you have, like, if you keep looking at it in a way where it's just like, who the fuck is ever going to love me? It's just like, no, someone's going to love you. You just have to fucking wait. Your time isn't here yet. Yeah, the universe hasn't put that yeah. person yeah, because right like, even front at the, of you like, just yet. Mm. Yeah, it's just like, and there's still things that you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, before you get if to there's that something stage. unresolved in you and like, and you don't even know who you are, what good is it? It's like, what's that comedian's name? Scottish, but I can't mem- remember his name. But he said, um, why give someone who you are if you don't know who you are? Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard wow. about that. Yeah. yeah. Say that again? Why give someone who you are if you don't know who you are? Wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But like, because like, it had me thinking, like, it's just, oh, wow, this guy, that, that's... That's very true. I'd say he looks younger than me. He, I'd say he's 29, 30, probably now. Like, but when I was listening to that, I was like, oh. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes... We live in like here's what I am. Here's what I think. We live in a world where like we stop listening to our political figures and we start listening to comedians. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because like he said a load of stuff there, and there was one thing he said, and it was he said this from the very same show. It was just like, um, if no one's willing to love me for who I am, then off they go because their idea of me is not my responsibility to live up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like he, well, he didn't oh, yeah. actually say it like that. He goes, uh. You don't love me, he said. You love this idea of me that you falsely fabricated and it's not my fault if I can't live up to those expectations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, he's right. Like, no one should have to, no one should have to set the fucking bar that high for you to fucking jump across it. Yeah. Like, and the way I think of it now is just like, they're the clowns, but why am I jumping through the hoop? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. So it does make sense, yeah. So everything just kind of it turned out better for me now, like because I'm able to get on with life a little bit better, and I'm actually able, I'm actually able to be open a lot more, and I'm able to like show my vulnerable side as well. Mm-hmm. And like I think that's just really what I wanted out of life. Yeah, just to be able to do that and not feel very preserved or repressed or have that wall fucking built up. Yeah, yeah, that's not good in the long run. It's not. No, no it's not. You not, think it is you know. at the time because you know you feel like you, it's a comfort just, zone. That's yeah, it's a comfort for zone. a while. It's a protection, but like yeah, if you defense. keep protecting yourself for that long, how are you going to let it? It's like, why would you deprive yourself? It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, you're you're looking at someone who could possibly give you the happiness that you deserve, but if you don't if, and you don't know how to handle it, but it's grand if you don't know how to handle it. It's just not okay to like 
turn him away. Mm. At least not aggressively anyway. But like if you te- if you tell him straight out, say, look, there's things I need to do. There's shit I'm going through. And it, in the hopes that they understand, perfect. Just like don't do this whole thing of just like if they tell you how they feel, don't go tell them, look, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're like, willing to open up I to did you. It like, one, you know? I did it once. And I was, I kind of just looked back at the situation and goes, what the fuck did I do that for? Yeah. So. Maybe you were struggling with your own things at the time and it was too overwhelming to be able to help someone else. Cause sometimes, that's that's know, true as well, mm-hmm. but I looked at that whole situation, I just felt like I took it out on her and it wasn't her fault. Yeah. No, that's understandable, but at least you recognize that you did something wrong, you know? Yeah. We've all done something no. what we're not proud of. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's called being human. Yeah. You know, that's like, true, here's the thing. I'd actually be more worried if someone had lived their life and hadn't done a single fucking thing. Yeah, the, you know what I mean. If someone, yeah, yeah, it would, just wouldn't be normal. Like you know, no. we 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 fuck up, but we we learn from it. You know, that's the, we are. We're humans. We learn from that stuff. Yeah, like. you have to fail to succeed. That's the thing. You know, if you had never went through these experiences, you would not be the person you are today. You know, if if on my first beat, uh, like I, oh man, you should have heard my, <laughs> hear my first fucking beat. You should have heard beat. my one. <laughs> <laughs> the first are horrible. They were oh so bad. Oh my God, bad. it's out of time, out, out of time, key. out of key. I didn't even know what a tempo was. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Do you know when I started writing poetry, you know? I was the very same. It was like, none of this makes any fucking but, yeah, sense. <laughs> just put random words together, yeah. put it just together, yeah, and see but, what happens. Yeah, but like when, when you... <laughs> Bought a dog, eight beans, end of day. <laughs> <laughs> An apple away, keep my friend away. <laughs> but, but when you, f- I find like, at least for me, like when I fucked up like here and there on the next beat, I was yeah. able to kind of work better on the next one because I was able to see what I did on the previous. Like, for example, the the album I put out, Bad Life Choices, the first one. Which is still fucking amazing. Thank you. It is savage, Thank you. Like, I was listening to it earlier. Actually, yesterday, I was listening to the whole album. Cheers. And um, the second one. Like, com- like, when I look at the first one and the second one that I put out, I put out a part two. Part two it has, in my opinion, much, it's a lot better because it's up, uh, it's more synced and it's, yeah. it just sounds better in my opinion. But the reason it sounds better is because I looked at what failed in the first one. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. yeah. Do you know? And the I wouldn't sec- say what failed, but something that you could have done better. I wouldn't say that's failed. true. Well, that's true. That's fair enough. I don't, I don't mean failure as in like, oh, like, I, I know, I, yeah, you yeah. Know, but I, I realize what I've done wrong and now I can not make that mistake yeah. now, do you know, I know what I'm doing. Now, or at least improve on it. It's not, exactly. it's not that you're not going to make the same mistake again. It's just that, yeah. you know, at least you're aware of it now and mm. then you can actually mm. do your best oh, to oh, fix 100%. it and change it up so it doesn't happen, you know? No, no, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah, no, it's exciting. Music's exciting. Yeah, Great I fucking fun. love it. I couldn't yeah. live without it, honestly. Uh, I, I can't, can't wait to get my own thing started. Like, no, I, I know for you. a fact, like, if I write my first song, it's just going to be like, okay, sounds like dog shit at the moment. That's... We'll work around it, we'll fucking fix it, we'll do whatever. Oh, man, even, like, I make some songs, like, uh, sometimes, and they sound like shit, but it's okay, because you're going to have nights where it's going fantastic, and mm-hmm. then there's some nights where it just sounds like ass. Yeah, it doesn't work <laughs> And it's some fine. Days, yeah. It's it fucking doesn't. fine. You know, a lot Fuck of people... fine. Fucking, fucking fine. fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. again? In betweeners. In betweeners, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that in ages. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's so cringy. You know? <laughs> oh, it's fucking brilliant. It's so show. cringy. No, it's it's one of those shows you can watch and you just never really get sick of it. It's yeah. just fucking brilliant. No, I, I remember you one episode of it. One of them got really fucking stoned. He was crying looking for his mother and he pissed himself in front of everyone. It was oh, like, yeah. No, but, well, oh, when was he was that on the, the gig stage, of the girlfriend? When he was on the stage, he was like, I need my mummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please get my mummy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the security, the two big security guys <laughs> then just slowly taking him off stage. I I think I might be dead. <laughs> I think I might be dead. <laughs> I love them when he's like he's going on the stretcher. He's like, am I going to die? And he's like, how much cannabis did you have? He's like, oh, just a bit. Am I going to die? And then Jay comes along. He's like, oh, what's going on? He's, he sees the blue lights. He's like, oh, I didn't give it to him. I didn't give it to him. And he runs away. <laughs> oh, classic fucking show. There's only three seasons of that. But at the same time, it's good to have like only a little bit of it and to be and it really to be good. Yeah, don't gold. overstay your welcome kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. could, it, could you imagine if there was 10 fucking seasons and it just diluted after the third oh. fuck that you know but also yeah. there was two movies that came out of that as well yeah, so, yeah. You know. it's like The Walking Dead now mm. Do you know, like oh, the first yeah. three seasons were epic and after that it just turned apparently to- though the last uh, last few episodes apparently have been like complete turnaround and turned really fucking good apparently yeah, yeah they, they said like it was really shit for a while but then turned like fantastic in the last few episodes yeah apparently yeah so, I don't know, I bear, the people said, like, I've been re- seeing, like, you know those, like, Facebook videos come up and it's, like, of scenes of movies or yes. whatever? 
And there's like one of the Walking Dead came out, and everyone in the comments was saying like, "Oh, this it got so fucking good towards the end. Like, mm. oh my god, like mm. after this happened and that happened, and I was like, okay, switch up. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I was just, like I see, said, I, I gave up after a third season because I just, I, just I was, got the, so I was the very same, and I was just like, I came here to watch The Walking Dead, not Desperate Housewives with zombies. I know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't, yeah. I didn't come here to watch a fucking sitcom yeah. and then have zombies in the background. Like yeah, I don't care even, about that. Even at the moment now, the guy Norman Reedus who's playing Daryl, I think he's the only one carrying it at the moment because like nobody wants him to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. like about he, Negan he, as well. he is who Negan. Negan's actually yeah. a good character. Apparently, as well. he's uh, supposed to be really good now. Yeah, the guy that plays him, he was in Supernatural. He played the Winchester's father. Oh, yeah. fun fact of the day. I didn't know that. He was he was in a few things. He was in Batman versus Superman as well. Hmm. At the you know, have you seen Batman versus Superman? I don't think I have. I have not. No. Okay. Sorry. Well, at the start of the movie, do you know the way like Bruce Wayne's parents get killed? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was actually oh, yeah. Bruce Wayne's dad for, oh, for right. that uh, little moment. As a matter of fact, one of the one of the other actresses that was in um, The Walking Dead was actually in it with him as Martha. Mm. So when you so when you hear the name Martha, and people just shouting like, "How do you know that name?" <laughs> That's where it all came from. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Oh. I am actually speaking of because I was thinking of this movie actually last night. Has anyone here seen like the fucking the Snyder cut to Justice League? I have not. No, no. but really? I've heard it's supposed to be really, really good. I'm afraid not. No. Four hours of fucking yeah, perfection. Four hours. Jesus, that's a long Whoa. film. Yeah. Four hours. Of, oh my god! I was it's an uncut to, version. Like I was up it? until maybe half three in the morning watching. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Look, I. Mm-hmm. I was really, I had a deep need to go to the bathroom, but I was like, I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, it was unbelievably good. And now what? everyone's fighting for, like, the whole, uh, the Snyderverse, release the Snyderverse. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely on for this anyway, because Zack Snyder done such a good job, but Warner Brothers fucked him over. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, they they fucked to, uh, everyone over. Didn't they bring in the director from Avengers into it who purposely fucked up that film? Just to spite like uh, the DC universe kind of thing. Yeah, like he like he's a good director for the Avengers, but like personality wise, he's a fucking dickhead. Mm-hmm. What was it when he was reading the script for Justice League? He said dead in the middle of that whole thing, he was just like, "It just feels like I'm taking notes, and I don't like doing that, especially from Robert Downey Jr." And he told Gal Gadot to her face, "Is like I could make you look like an idiot if I wanted." Wow, Jesus. and then you'd Ray Fisher, who was dealing with racial tension, and it's like everyone wanted that investigated. So like, I hope that dude never works on movies again. I hope nobody yeah. calls him because no, there's no that's the thing. If he's making bank, they don't give a shit. Mm. That's the thing. Like in that business, especially in Hollywood, like if you're making money, they don't care what kind of person you are. You could be a child molester for all they all, all they care. Oh, you know what I mean? Like as long as you're you making bank the for them, truth, like you know, like it, that whole that whole part of. the Society like they just just money is everything. They don't care about that's, people. That's the unfortunate truth. They don't do anything to get the millions and the money. And At least the, when you're dealing with independent films and stuff like that, you know, yeah. they actually give a fuck about. Yeah, them. exactly. Because they don't want to be associated with like you know shady people. I yeah. think you can really fucking tell like when a movie has proper like passion mm-hmm. put into it versus oh let's just make a quick fucking quick buck. buck. Or fuck movies, that. for example, most mainstream fuck horror movies, the, they're just quick cash grabs. I, I just, hate them. Jump so bad. <laughs> Every single almost ninety percent of fucking now. horror these days is jump scare galore. Wait, wait, wait. It's ha- not good movies. It's I, not good. It's just shit. I haven't asked you this. Have you seen Terrifier? This came out in twenty eighteen. I haven't. No. I'm not kidding. Like me and you are very. We've always said that the same thing about horror movies these days. They're just yeah. oh, it's been done and whatever. everything's been done. You're doing the same if thing. You, if you get a chance to watch Terrifier, believe me, it's literally one of the best fucking horror movies nice. in the last couple of years that I've Oculus seen. Oculus is very good as well. You should check that Class, out. Send me the send me a trailer or something. Mm, yeah. later. But uh, <laughs> no, but like your man who played um, in Terrifier does the a clown called Art. He doesn't oh, speak yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything like that. And um, your man who play, uh, plays and basically said that it's a this movie is a love letter to the 70s and 80s horror. And he basically got his inspiration for the character of art from Mr. Bean and Freddy Krueger. And I think ma- and maybe someone else. No, it's the way he moves. He doesn't yeah, talk. Do you know like Freddy's slyness like ha ha or, or yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. thing? The, and Mr. Bean's kind of like, it, it, there's no language yeah, in Mr. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean's it's just acting all, is more physical. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you were to watch Terrifier, you'd, you'd kind of see it like, but it's done so fucking perfectly mm. and it's it's pretty gory too I really really yeah. like it like that's what I'm saying like that's why I have such a love-hate relationship with mm. horror films oh, of be- course because almost every single horror film I've ever seen now these days is oh boo scary ghost oh yeah. boo scary creature yeah, yeah. 
Oh, boo, scary haunted house. Yeah. Oh, it's like, ah, oh, come on. Like, you, can you not come up with anything no, even that's, somewhat original? That's because most like, of it's you know, been done. Even know? the new Conjuring that came out, apparently it's supposed to be good, but I was like, all I see is the same stupid yeah, jump scares. And yeah. All I see is the same stupid act, uh, acting that yeah. I've seen a thousand times in the last five years. Like, I, I'm sick of seeing yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. And that's why once I'm finished college next year, I'm making a proper horror film. Yeah, I'm making good. something really, un- well, I'm not mm. saying the most unique thing you'll ever see, but... Definitely something you want to do something more in unique. Own, in your yeah. own way that you... Yeah, I want people to believe the cinema and actually being scared of looking behind them and mm. actually being terrified to go to sleep rather yeah, you than... you want them to go to bed and kind of be like, whoa. Kind yeah, of like, exactly. Like sleep with a fucking yeah. night lamp on. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Night lamp, you know? Exactly. That's, and that's exactly why, like, even people who work in independent films, like, like a lot of them are some of the best fucking storytellers you'll ever meet. Mm. Yeah. Way better than most the, Hollywood fucking yeah, directors, you know? Because you're just kind of saying you're saying to yourself, it's like, it's like you're a good writer, but expand. Yeah. Then oh, you're yeah. just looking at then you're just looking at a guy who just came out of college and he's just working on independent movies and he's written some of the best stuff mm-hmm. you'll ever sit down yeah, and watch. Yeah, but doesn't get the recognition. That, that's very true as well. It and doesn't. It's fucking, it fucking sucks. Like It, it sucks, but, it's, you, but you know what? Passion at the end of the day fucking annihilates any bit of fucking money. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't oh, yeah, give no. a fuck, Fact. honestly. Because like, Think about it. Most of those people who make those subpar films, they don't care about the uh, yeah. about the story. They don't care about uh, you can see the filming part of it. All they care about is the fact that they're making getting a big ass paycheck from it, and they don't have to do a lot of work. Yeah, mm. there you go. Simple as like, like get get a, some average average Joe shitty film yeah. script, make it, put some some really average bad edit. Like not even say bad, but just yeah. just be the bare minimum. Do the bare minimum. Where you can make the most bank and put in yeah. the least amount of work, and that's what m- m- a lot of films mm. are these days, you know, mm. from Hollywood. But from, that's what I'm saying. For independent artists, a lot of them are mm-hmm. making way better films with zero budget, yeah. with little budgets. With I don't know, like, and speaking of uh, independent artists, um, it was confirmed actually. Like, now I'm going back to this musically that it's it's been confirmed that Slipknot are making a new album. Nice, nice. But like a lot of people are saying, oh, this is their last album now, and they're splitting up. And I was like, no. That's not what's happening. Just There's, it's just like, yeah, say hello to the biggest fucking misconception in music right now that they're going to split up. It's like, that's not what's going on. What's then, happening is they're making the album, but their contract with Roadrunner is up. So they're leaving Roadrunner. So they have two different options. So either one, they can go to another record label and the ones that are kind of down each other's throats are Nuclear Blast and Napalm. Or they can do their own thing and go independent. And with the money they're Ooh. after making and the means that they have to do, oh, so they wow. could, they to could be honest, definitely they could go, go independent. Yeah. Like, you and Bring Me to Horizon, they're independent. Yeah. They're not on I a label anymore. Sure, fucking non-point and all started their own record label called uh, 361 Degrees. Who? Non-point. Oh, nice. Sure. Big new metal band. Like, they actually announced that the day Mudvayne got back together. Hmm. Mm. I was like, this is fucking... Sure, Franz has his own fucking label oh, as does. well. does, yeah, yeah, it yeah. does, yeah. I would love to see Slipknot do their own thing. Like, yeah, they properly. could definitely do it. Like, that they, would be... They are huge, wow. like... Mm, and, like and that way then, like, they, like, the best thing about that, if you go independent, you own, like, from what I've heard, you own the rights to your music. Yep. And any money you make, you keep it. It's yours. Yeah, yeah. it's 100% yours, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, these days, you can get music out so easily. That's that's yeah. the handy thing about so these So easily. Days. You don't even need the record. Like, fair enough, record label can help you push it out more, get more attraction to it. Like, but once you're at a stage where you already have a following, you don't, you don't really need a record label unless it's for getting gigs. But it again, when you're at a certain level of like growth, you don't need to worry about that because people will be calling you, be like, "Hey, do you want to play a show here?" Mm-hmm. You don't need to fucking call them and try I to get the show. Kind of feel like there's more pressure with record labels. You know, they kind of expect you to. Well, it's a business. That, you, you, it's they, a business. But there you go, business versus passion. I you know I don't know that maybe this is just me. No, but, like, no, on, that's but, actually true because like, there's know? a lot of bands that have been ruined because of that. You look at Fear yeah. Factory, bring, yeah. going back to them again. Like at this rate, like it's just Dino, Dino Casares because like when you get signed, I believe that when you get signed to a record label, like the passion that you had before, it just kind of diminishes over time. Yeah. It's and and it's like and even the band itself turns to a business. It's not something that you enjoy doing anymore because it's so. Money driven. Monetized. Yeah. yeah it's monetized. It's yeah. way too monetized. You're taking away from the earth and just focusing on what makes money. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with TV. Like, for example, like Blind Boy was only talking about this in his podcast that came mm. out today. He's basically just saying, like, just uh, how if you have an idea and, you know, you know what the idea is about and this and that and this and that and you go to television, like 20% of your idea might make the cut. Now, that 20% is probably like a, a good amount, like, already. Um, 
Like you, what I'm what I'm basically saying is that you, the full idea of what you have in your head is not going to be the end result when it comes yeah. to like TV or, or exactly or even radio or whatever. Do you know, like a minute like percent that's of your like, idea is you know, and that's yeah. the horrible part about it. That's why I love making my own shit I could literally fart into a, a microphone and put it out if I want like yeah. no honestly you I could can. like I yeah could, if you I, wanted to I could record myself you know it's man, yeah. to be honest these days like it, it, like things like recording companies and, and uh, com- industries like that they're becoming redundant because everything's social media now think about it most there's people that are getting famous from making TikToks yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're making quick 10, 15 second videos and they're richer than most fucking musicians. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I actually had a conversation with somebody about TikTok makers. on Facebook. I, I remember saying, it's like, look, I don't use TikTok, <laughs> but I don't have a problem with anyone doing it. <clears throat> but like this person told me about like the dangers and the repercussions of TikTok. Mm. There was, she told me about a guy there that like for TikTok, he scared his neighbor so bad that he dropped dead of a heart attack. See, th- that's the th- that's one thing that like I don't understand is like everyone going around being like, oh, this and that, this and that, and it, all up in everyone's face. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. That's... No, to be honest, like the, this whole idea of like this whole generation with TikTok and shit, it's giving people too much of an excuse to act like complete and utter savages towards others. Mm-hmm. You mm. know, like it, there's a good side to that because TikTok surprisingly actually is a really good platform for helping people uh, and kind of bringing up people and yeah, helping uh, yeah. in the, like artists and musicians and filmmakers, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, to kind of put their name out there. But there's also obviously the dark side of it where you have a lot of people who abuse the fact that it's TikTok and that their rules are very lenient. It's just a prank, bro. It's, yeah, and like yeah. you can get away with a lot on TikTok, like a lot, you know, and it's it's... I don't know. It's a very gray area. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the, it's so easy now these days to become popular, famous, and get your name out there. You don't most of the time even need to work for a company or mm-hmm. to do it. Like, fair enough. Yeah. There's, it works for some people. Definitely does work for some people. But in most cases, most people our age and even a little bit younger, they're not going to fucking care too much about going to industry people to work for them. They can do most of the work themselves and mm-hmm. put their name out there easier than the company would. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like a lot of those kind of industries that are on their way out slowly. It's going to become a lot more independent, you know, mm. smaller little companies and yeah. smaller people working together and making their own because, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to these big companies, the only thing they care about is what makes them money. They don't care about, they like, if your idea is good, that's great because it's, it's, it's good enough for them because they think mm. it's monetizable enough. But if and your it's, idea, it's you such know? a cutthroat thing at the end of the day mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay, we're out for blood. That's it. It's just like, it's just like, just can you can you just stop for a second, think about what you're doing, and just look at the art. Yeah. Look at what. Look at what. Look at the good work these people are doing, and you're jumping in just to try and catch them. Yeah. That's because some people look at the art, and all they see is dollar signs or euros. No, signs yeah, no, or pounds, that, that is the case. Yeah. yeah. It's all because it's a business. All of that is go. a business, and the end of the day, the idea of a business is to keep it afloat and to make money. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll do whatever means necessary. Some companies will go way beyond and will, will do some really shady things, and then some oh, yeah. even even take people as these rip like rip them apart oh, yeah. and take take them as their own kind of thing. You know? Yeah. And oh, it's, it's very and fucking it's, shady. And it's yeah. very unfair on those people as well because like they're the ones putting in all the hard work. Yeah, and they can't do anything about it because it's you versus them. Yeah. They have like huge lawyers. They have people there that can help them. No problem. You're just you. What yeah. are you going to do? They're exactly, not going to listen to you. You are. It's like in that situation, you are definitely on your own. It's just yeah. like if you try and fight them back, it's basically just like this. They will look at you. In, they look you dead in the eye and say, "If I lean, this building leans with me." Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Everyone's coming with me. Like yeah. you know. Yeah. It's but fucking yeah. sad, really. But like. Hey, but it's 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 our. It is what it is. Know, like. But so. it, but it is our time to shine, really. You know, it's our mm-hmm. time to fucking take take control of this stuff, and we already are. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Like, not like, even traditional TV is on its way out completely, and they're trying so desperately to keep people coming back to it. The so TV? desperately, like they are TV. Oh, TV's fucking it's dying, dead. Man. Yeah, it's like, dead. Yeah. No one watches RT, TV we're anymore. We're trying to put a tax on fucking Netflix, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, you can fuck off, Wait. like. Yeah, yeah this, they're trying this, to put. No, yeah, this is wait, a real thing. Yeah, they want tax on Netflix and everything, anything how, like that. Your phone, your tablet, how is that your. Possible? Wait, R- do, RT don't fucking own Netflix though. Wait, I'm no, they yeah, don't but own they're Netflix, gonna but they're trying to put a tax on it. They're, anyway. Yeah, they're Go gonna put a tax yourself. on Netflix. Yeah. So you're paying a certain month. Let's say if you're paying fifteen quid for Netflix a month, the government takes about a euro from you. Go fuck yourself. They already have enough money themselves. Yeah, yeah. let's not. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's like that. And they come to my door. They're kind of thinking to them. It's just like Joe, if you made more interest and stuff, and not. The same shit you've been making Thank for 40 you. yes. years. 
Exactly. Thank you. I'm glad someone fucking yeah. said it. It's just so... See, the problem with fucking TV is that there's no risk being taken. That's yeah, the fucking no, problem. No, exactly. Because it's all the same little mediocre, oh, we're just on a date, and uh, and it's just the same bullshit. Oh, yeah, it's I, the I same went redundant, redone shows, and yeah, the same shit. Like, how many times can you watch the same episode of the same shitty show that you've seen the last 10 years? Mm, like, if you ask what's me, the point? TV is just like horror nowadays. It's Everything has been done, and it's everything. all on repeat. It, yeah. It's just a different actor or actress yeah. with a different monster or clown, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Just, it's they're not even trying like they're trying to make people pay for it it's like why the hell are we paying money when we're not watching oh, it when man, we're not like, when we don't care when we most, mo- mo- watch most of our things online I have to say like I, I've there's sometimes I, I, I go into uh, the sitting room with my, my parents and I, I I just watch what's on TV just, just, just to see yeah. what they're watching or whatever and the ads come on and I'm like this has nothing got to do with the product like this is so stupid exactly. I, I just now this, this is all just my <laughs> opinion if you like TV all good for you whatever but I just think and I just think nah there's no risk being taken and if there's no risk being taken there's no uh, evolving from there yeah because you know? the creativity has been limited yeah yeah pretty much absolutely do you know absolutely. it's like me playing the same fucking melody or guitar solo over and over and over mm. and over and over again you're yeah. gonna get tired of hearing a bit of it you know that's why I'm saying like our generation our, our like our age uh, demographic we're, we're the ones that can really change the whole industry because you know the old fucks they're on their way out like they're not gonna yeah. be in the industry for that long and once they're out like if the younger people already set up a certain motion yeah. you know that's it they have to follow it because it's already make, making you know making headways yeah. you know makes but me... to be fair now um Go back to this uh, King 810 King 810 are one of my favourite bands A very good band And I was watching an interview With David Gunn He was was talking about Like their time with Roadrunner And he basically just said Look it was like this We didn't fuck us That they didn't It's like yeah We didn't fuck them And they didn't fuck us yeah, it yeah. was just like It was just like kind of A respectful kind of a thing It's just like They wanted to do their own thing For ages And they always did Like when you listen To their first album Heavy Second album Heavy with a few things there mm-hmm. Their third album Was very experimental And I fucking loved it And mm-hmm. then like I think it was that album And Their newest one Are very Fucking independent And it's all well done There you go There's the risk being taken Yeah That's exactly the thing. That's, That's exactly band, like, It's bands like boundary. Yeah. yeah It's bands like King 810 That people need to learn from Like is they're They're one of the bands Setting the example It's just like mm. Do your own fucking thing Fuck, Fuck those yeah. dudes that are only looking to make money off you. They don't care about you. They don't care about your music. They don't yeah. care. Yeah, they, it's just like this yeah. is this is just another excuse for them to get your to get your record out there. Grind, bit of recognition for you. But where's your fucking check? Yeah. Yeah. How come you're only making money off merch and tours? Mm-hmm. And that's even if you're making money off tours. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you're you're basically getting about a dime's worth from all the money that those fuckers are getting from you. Like, do you know and, what I mean? That, like, enjoy. That's the best thing about people that like wear the band t-shirts but don't listen to the music. Ugh. They are like, no, genuinely, this is the best thing yeah. about it. Like, I don't have a problem with it because if you buy that t-shirt, even though you don't listen to the music, the artist is still making the money. Anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're the one making the money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the 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 label is only making money when you're getting the CDs. Yeah, uh, or listening. Well, that's yeah, CDs, and probably yeah. touring as well. Maybe they make money off that as well. Mm. All right, that's it for TML, aka Goblin, and aka Harold. Thank you for joining us, my Thank friend. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. No bother at all. If we ever need, if we ever need you again on another spot, we'll call you down again. Okay? Of course, of course, anytime. All right. Thank you very much. Ooh. Thanks for having me, and uh, I shall see you all very, very soon. No worries, um, have a good day. You and too, You too, brother. Keep Take listening to all the good music and shit and keep supporting local artists, all right? Keep supporting them. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck right, yeah. Guys. Have a good one, man. Look after yourself, brother, right? See you in a while, right, man. Take care, guys. Peace out. Um, actually, one thing I just kind of want to uh, say really quick is that um, I don't... I'm trying to think of... Was it a couple of months ago or just a few months ago? Um, there's a, I talk to different producers like on yeah. like Instagram and this and that because uh, you know like you said support your art um, independent artists and everything mm-hmm. um, there is two artists uh, one is from Colorado um, Colorado Springs in Colorado <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, name is Resurrection of Apollo and there's another guy in Washington I heard that name and uh, I often like uh, post this stuff on uh, my Instagram and everything and uh, another fella called Northside Christ and um we kind of started this kind of like online record label kind of thing called Gorilla Records. Now, oh, not, nice. now not Gorilla as in like the the, the animal, but yeah. like, like Gorilla Warfare, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A uh, records. And um, I'm I'm part of it. They asked me if I wanted to join it. So it's kind of cool. At the moment, it, it's just the three of us. 
And um, but we're looking to expand on different artists and everything like that. So uh, mm. I just said I, I'd mention that just to shout out the two lads. And uh, they're honestly like Apollo's music is fucking unreal. And so is Northside's Christ stuff, honestly. And <laughs> you uh, just reminded me I need to do community shout outs again. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done them in ages because good. it's just like I'm stuck in that fucking room for three for mm. months, just like recording from my phone. No, you're all good. But and, like uh, fucking Apollo has a new track coming out on Friday. It's very 80s. Actually, he he linked it to me like months ago, but I couldn't stop mm. like listening to it afterwards. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about that, man, because like it's kind of cool to be a part of something. And uh, it, the weird, the funny thing is, is that, you know, obviously Infant Annihilator, right? Um, it was started from with two lads in England, Aaron Ketcher and Eddie Pickard. They were both from uh, England and the, the first vocalist, Dan Watson, was from the States and the second vocalist, uh, Dickie Allen, from the States. So it's kind of cool because it's like those two lads are in the States and I'm over here. It's kind of cool. I don't know, kind of um, being a part of something musically because mm. I've I've loved the two lads' music even before this. Like you know, I I don't know. I really like both their music, and it's really nice to be working with them and sharing ideas and different cover arts and different songs and everything like that. You know, so it's it's really nice being a part of something. I guess you know. Yeah. Um, so I just just it's like you just have that, that small little community at the moment, and yeah. you're, you're just in, you're just there. Mm. And it's like it's a comfort spot for you too because you get to express yourself your own way amongst a group of people that are going to yeah. take that into consideration. Like we were talking about with the whole like record labels and stuff like this stuff is all independent. It's not like, oh, you need to do this this, this way or whatever. It, like if I want to put, like I said, if I want to fart into a microphone and put it out, they'll have no problem with it. Hmm. it it's all about like, you know, we we all just love music, man. And there I hope to someday one meet meet those lads because it'd be great. That'd be man. awesome, man. Yeah. I was just going to say to you there, do you know the, the song... Kanye put out maybe three years ago. Not it was a, just him not. doing fucking Scoop Diddy Poop. Oh yeah, Scoop Diddy Poop or something like that. <laughs> yeah. oh. like, a lot of people thought like, what the fuck is wrong with him? I was like, was, I was like, look, he's doing this to make a point. I don't remember who made the beat, but I think Drake was willing to pay like three million for that beat or something mm. like that. I was like, what? In the, and then Kanye went on it and was just like, Scoop Diddy Poop Poop. And I'm like, wow. But, yeah. hey, look. but like he did it to make a point. He was oh, just like, yeah. I could put utter shit on this vocally and, and I could still make money. It. Yeah. That's it. Like, But see, the thing is like, he's just so up there there that if he, if he screamed into a microphone or coughed into a microphone people would still pay to hear it oh exactly just, you know what I mean that's the thing that's just the kind of duty is anyway it is <laughs> now 4 o'clock that is all the time we have for today ladies and gentlemen so I've been Jason O'Donnell this has been the Save Room Podcast you've been my listeners my guests have been TML aka Goblin aka Harold's and Sharktooth, a.k.a. Garrett Philpot and another big thank you to Joy Mulcahy in the next room for recording this episode I love you brother Thanks, Troy. Take care, everybody. Stay loving and stay safe. Peace out. Peace.